You know, when when we're relating to God, and uh, he 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 has a wonderful way of reducing our stature, and you know, several. I mean, old age, limited thinking, uh, mirrors, <laughs> uh, but. But he, he's, he, he does bring one thing to us. And if you miss this, and I, I know I'm going to be unkind to some, because you can feel something that is really stupid, that's really foolish, can you? Yes, Nobody loves, you know, I'm not loved. This is not a family. You know, the fact that you're breathing and you know what you know, uh, yeah. this is a love relationship. It's not, I mean, the, the and I, I, we don't have the hours to look at the, the clear, overwhelming provision of God. I keep going back to it. I kind of feel, I've, I've when I was younger, Billy Graham would get up, you must be born again. And I said, okay, can we get another topic? But the point is, that's true. And there's so many unnatural births where people say, I should do that, and it ends up humanism. You know, it's not real. It's a, a religious mask. And, but, by now, if you, if you think, you know, this isn't really a family. Well, it's not a completed family. When you look at the natural family out there, I mean, they're all in trouble. I mean, I was shocked to see that there are four, every 14 seconds somebody in the United States is getting a divorce. I mean, isn't that shocking? Every 14 seconds. I mean, is anybody staying together? You know, you'd wonder. When do they run out of, of, of that? But um, his love is unquestioned, folks. It's all about a love relationship, and we don't know how to do that without him. Okay? We do not know agape until he shows us. And when we see it, and you've heard me say this, and, and you've, you've been there too, there are times when, when God allowed you to show and be Christ to people. Maybe you kind of fell into it. Uh, and, and when you did, you were able to love yourself. But the self that, that should have been gone when you were baptized, um, and when you, if you've been resurrected, you've also died with him according to the imputation and what happens. And this is a, this is a strain on the brain. Your brain and my brain can't get it. I have to say, God, I mean, I have to argue with him and pitch against him at times and say, where are you? I need, 
I need the comfort, will you come closer? But once you have this inside, you know, strengthen in the inner man, I, you know, that's what Paul talks about. Once it becomes to, you know, be inside, it's good. And uh, I, don't, I don't really want to do much here anymore unless we're, there are more people talking, you know. Because you, you really need to know how to get home and you really, I mean, we are unquestioned a wonderful natural group. Look at our real estate, look at our finances, look at the accomplishments. It is, it is okay. Yeah, in the natural, fine. People will say, but the, but the real men and women of God know that unless God becomes the author and the finisher and you know, in the middle of this, we, we have just come out to do a lot of religious rah-rah boom tea. <laughs> and it doesn't boom. The angel said, did you hear something? No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> and like I said, I've heard them snicker. But even within our limited capacity to die to our way, God has enriched us and help us to see the sense of it. Some, some will. Um, anyway, I, uh, David landed uh, in Ohio. He'll be preaching tomorrow morning. Uh, we have a little girl that we love and she will not be with us if she continues to, to go, but there's no death. Tell your children that. We, I, I want Kathy to stay around. I wanted, you know, God was so good to us when, when Zoe went. She didn't have any, you know, well, it was a beautiful transition. You know. Dr. Andresen said, it's unbelievable. That was a miracle, you know. And I stood there upstairs and, you know, empty-headed and empty hearted, except I, you know, and, and God spoke to me very clear. He takes care of his children. And that's been the worst thing in my life to see when the, when the country is falling apart and the hell that's possibly before our people. All we can do is say, we want to trust you, Father. This love you've given us is overwhelming and whatever it costs, I don't want to shrink back and run like some, you know, yellow coward that I've seen myself to be at times. I want to have the staying power that your son had when he would have bled to death and asked, can something, can something else, can some other way can this be done? You know, and every one of us would like a smoother road, right? I've never seen a couple of flat tires or a wreck or a snow thing that I didn't say, couldn't this be a little smoother, you know? But it costs us. I have friends here, everlasting friends. Don't be hard on yourself and be foolish and take the, the idiot pill to think 
that you can please God by doing something. You have to please God to labor to trust that he will do it. It's that simple. Don't make this, not rocket science, none of you are astronauts. We had smart people, but none of them are. If you will allow the spirit of truth in you, you can, you can do what he says. Uh, just don't put the Holy Spirit, you know, on unemployment, okay? Uh, he, he, he won't do that, you know? But <laughs> it makes it a longer trip if you do. Uh, let's gather and ask the Lord to shower us and, and heal all the goofy human stuff that we walk with, okay? We're not much, but he likes us. I can't help it. I've asked him about his taste. Well, let's get Thank you, Father. Thank you that all we have to do is talk to you. As we gather, touch us, we need it.
<coughs> it was uh, kind of a nostalgic, in some ways, worship this morning with some of those older songs we're singing. It's really great. Um, that song, Lord, I Believe, is... Mm. It, it packs a punch if you listen to what you're singing. It's, um, you know, it says, you know, I, I believe that you have power over death and darkness. Mm-hmm. And can we agree that we don't really see that often? Mm-hmm. It's like the darkness is the thing that has the power. Right. And, uh, you know, I think you wonder how long he can let things go on the way they are before he shows his power before that becomes evident that you have power over death and darkness because you know so so many times we see it's it's easy to see the darkness and see the pitfalls and the roadblocks that are in my way but i got to get a different perspective and see beyond that that's the battle that i'm in on a daily basis i've been in this Scripture, uh, you can turn over to Romans 8. I'll skip around here a little bit. That's got some good stuff in there about how we get home. Yeah. Um, forgive me if I seem a little weird this morning because, you know, I'm going to the health fair and you're not supposed to have any coffee for a while. And you don't think that it affects you necessarily until you, you know, you don't. And then you get up and, you know, all right, well... Maybe I am hooked a little bit, you know. <laughs> Even though I'm only like a one cup per day, but it's, it's an important... <laughs> no, it's, a, it's all good. Got to make sure my blood works. Yeah, try to lead us off the path. Uh, let's look at Romans 8. I think I'll start in... Exactly, Cheryl is going to come out this morning. We'll start in verse 28... Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I think we're here, all of us are here because we feel like we've been called this way and we've been called here and we're here for a purpose. Hopefully we all love God. You know, I've wondered sometimes because, you know, if I love God, would I do some of the things that I do and say some of the things that I say and think some of the things I think? I mean, it's a process. You know, I want to think that I love God and that I'm, you know, that that's the way I'm in. But sometimes what I'm doing and what I'm thinking is not necessarily backing that up. And I think that's part of the battle that we're in is, is you know, what, where is my love? Where is my, where's my desire? Where's my affection? Where's my, where's my strength being spent? Is it on the love of God or is it on something else? And, you know, the first line there says, we know that all things work together for good. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is I, th- I think sometimes our definition of good may be a little skewed you know my 
idea of all things working together for good is, you know, everything turning up roses and everything that I see right now and everybody's going to get healed and everybody's going to be healthy and nobody's going to be in pain and, you know, but sometimes good is a li- looks a little different than what we think it should. And that's something that I got to wrap my head around and, and come to terms with is that my perspective, my, my idea his thoughts are different than my thoughts. And it's up to me to change my perspective to, to meet his. Because that's where the good is. His good, is he sees so long term, you know, Brother Bill said this morning, there's no such thing as death. Well, you know, we, we see something happen when somebody passes on. But what we don't see is beyond that. And it's funny, I was talking this over lunch yesterday, talking to a couple guys and, you know, just talking about the strange things in the world and you know how how much there is that we don't understand and we don't see and we don't we, we just can't we can't explain you know and God sees all that and and we have to say Lord I believe that whatever I'm going through whatever trial this person is facing the death they're facing whatever it is you're greater than that and you have power over death and darkness and I, ha- I just have to align myself in the right way that I can that I, that I can line myself up with what he is saying and what he is um, you know the, the, the faith that I have that he has all things that he's working all things to my good if I'm pursuing him if I'm if my heart's desire is to follow after him he's he would he give us a stone when we request bread he has our good in mind and that's what we have to, to uh, remember. Um, there's a there's a thing here. Let's let's go back and skip around here a little bit. Let's let's look at verse 18 in Romans 8 here. It says, "For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us." King James says, "I reckon that the sufferings of this present time and." I kind of looked at this in a little different way uh, a little, little while back. Um, you know, there's, there's truth that is, that, it, that just is, you know, the sky's blue, whatever it is. And, you know, in, in the overall picture, of course, the eternal glory that's waiting for those who follow him is much greater than what I have here. You know, there's there's a truth there, but where where it comes to reality with me is it says I consider that the sufferings of this present time will not are not worthy to be compared. I consider it means I I've thought about this. I've seen all the alternatives. I've seen right. everything that I can spend my energy on, spend my life accumulating stuff and dollars and whatever. I've seen that, but I consider that that is not worthy to be compared. It's got to be something that is personal. I consider it. Not, you know, maybe it's true. You know, people, you know, I can, I can say that, you know, going, jumping off the bluff is not a good thing, right? Okay, here. But, just because that's true and you're going to fall down, if, if, you don't, if you don't make that yours, 
and say, how, how, what does that think? Like, you know, what is, what does that mean to me? It's, 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 it's not, I'm, I need to figure out a way to portray what I'm thinking. Um, just because it's a truth, just because it's a, a real thing, unless I equate something to that, it's not going to affect me. Well, you know, that's, that's okay, good for them, but what about me? I have to consider that this, what I'm, what I'm trading, the great exchange, that I consider that it's, worthy, it's not worthy to be compared with what's coming. Am I, is that making sense? I have, this has to be something that I decide. It's not good enough that it's real and it's true. And, it's, you know, and, all, and if, if I disregard it and I go my own way, I'm going to run into that consequence eventually. I'll come up against it eventually. But I have to consider now while I have life and breath and, and, the, and the opportunity of choice that I consider that the suffering of this present age, whatever it is, the cross that I'm going through, the health problem I'm dealing with, the, the family issue I'm dealing with, whatever it is, it's not worthy to be compared with the, the glory that is waiting for those that, that, that um, acknowledge him and, and their, have their life in the right way. And we're going to skip back to Romans 7 now. This scripture is, I think it's, it pretty much sums up our struggle in our, our life. You know, we consider, you know, do I love God? Do I not love God? Do I consider this important? Do I want to take my own way? You know, all these things. And there's a whole, whole section of scripture here that just, if you think about it, really read it. And, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of skip over. But if you read it and think about it, it's just, it's, it's just so funny to me. But this is Romans 7. And uh, I'll read through this a little bit. This is verse 13. It says, He then, what is good, has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know, uh, let's see. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law working in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into the captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? But you can see the struggle that's inside. I see what I... I, I, God has showed me, and you know, there's the moments of clarity when you see what you know what God's calling us to, and then you go back and you you try to do something of your own strength, and you fall, and you say that the thing that I want to do I'm not doing, and the thing that I don't want to do that I'm doing, and it's like this law, this 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 war that's going on in my in my inward parts, and it's you know there a lot of times it's like you don't have any power over it. It's just a struggle that's going on. But we have to, we have to, 
we have to we have to come to the place where we say, Lord, I believe you've said certain things that I want to hold to. You've given me direction. You've given me words over my life that I I I want to see. I want to see fulfilled. I know where I'm going. You have power over this death and darkness and this this um the war that's raging in my members because the war is real and the war is it doesn't seem like it's getting easier on a lot of places. But that's the whole thing right there. It's like, if I can, if, you know, the war that's going on, I have to remember, I consider, I consider that the, the, the things that I'm facing, the war that I'm facing, it's not worthy to be, to be um, compared to the glory that's coming, if I can hold on. And, you know, Brother Bill started this morning talking about, I can't do anything of myself. And that is true. But it's not something that we can just sit by and expect right. to happen. That's true too. If I don't, if I don't intend, yeah. if I don't consider the the thing that if I, if I don't consider and, and intend to do to, to follow God and, and, and love God, it's not going to happen to me. You know, I can have all the. Obviously, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Somebody said, oh, "It's not a scripture, but it's a truth statement." I can intend to do all kinds of things, and I can start and fall, and you know, obviously, God is the one that strengthens me. But if it's not in my heart, if it's not something that I intend to do, that something's going on behind the scenes, I'm not going to get there. You know, it's, it's funny. Last night I was thinking about the picture of a of a, a restaurant or a storefront or something. And you, you walk into a store and there's all the, you know, all the bright lights and everything's nice and clean and all the stuff lined up on the shelves. And, you know, what's presented is, but in the back, you know, there's stacks of boxes and people running around assorting stuff and trucks coming in and all the stuff that you don't see. And, you know, behind the scenes, what I present to you, you know, is as a result of what the stuff that you don't see that's going on in here or going on with God or whatever it is. That's the stuff that's important. What, you know... What's going on behind the scenes? Where, where am I living? Where am I spending my time? Where, where am I, what's my intention to do? That's, that's got to be important, and that's what's going to, you know, show in, 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 what, you, in what you all see. <clears throat> but we, we're not going to get there unless we intend. Right. Unless we intend, right. and it says, I set, you know, uh, Isaiah said in somewhere over there, I set my face like a flint. And unless, unless I am willing to put all aside and go for the mark, I'm not going to get there. Let's look over in, uh, in Philippians. You know, there's such a, there's such a war on right now. I got a new Bible recently and still trying to find my way around. Yeah, it is. And you know what's you know what's really strange? Speaking of the war on. Um you know how you search anything online. And you know, I, I looked one time this a few months ago, I was, I was looking for a Bible, and at the same time I was I was looking for a pair of um, extra toughs boots. And you look one time and you get, you know, for the next week you're getting ads for extra toughs everywhere. I spent, I spent a couple weeks trying to find a Bible. I was looking, I had 
windows open on my computer, websites, you know, trying to find something that I wanted. I did not get one advertisement for my <laughs> Isn't that, can you believe it? I mean, one time I looked for mud boots and I'm, and I, I literally spent days looking at all kinds of stuff. I did not get one advertisement for a because I started looking for it and it didn't happen. And I was like, man, isn't that interesting? You talk about the, no, people don't want you to see. I mean, it, it's just, it, was, it just blew my mind. It was, it was wild. But anyhow, um, here we are in Philippians 3. Uh, you know, Paul's going through all the stuff that he has confidence in. Verse 7, well, what things were gained to me, these things I have counted lost for Christ. You know, and all the, all the great things that he'd done, and, you know, his lineage and all that. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of, of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. And that is coming to that place in, you know, all the things that we do on a daily basis that are so important. You know, there, there's everything we're, I mean, we're, we got to live here. We got to have money to eat and whatever. Everything we're doing has a level of importance to it. And it's, you know, but where my value system has to be um, such that all that stuff, all the natural stuff that's passing away has to take a second place. And that's where, I mean, I've been in the middle of this for a while. It's like, you know, I hate missing everything, but it's like trying to weigh out, you know, what, what, what is going on with what, what do I, and I hope people aren't thinking that, you know, because I'm gone a lot, I'm not adding importance to what we're doing here because I really, I really, it's not my heart and, you know. You might think, well, if it's not your heart, why isn't your butt there too? But I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm doing what I have to do. I'm sort of obligated at this point. But if if that if I if I don't count that as on one hand as, as something that is rubbish, it's passing away. I'm not going to put the kind of importance on the things that are important here. And I am so I'm so um, jealous, I guess, for. For, for what we have and for what, um, you know, our, our kids coming up here. Um, you know, I don't want to lose, we've, we've talked about the standards and all this stuff. I don't want to lose what we have together here. And, you know, I, I mean, sometimes you look around in service and people are, you know, surfing social media the whole time. I mean, I've, I've seen it, like literally the whole service, people surfing social media. And it's like, this is not the place for that. We're here to be together, to to uh, pay attention to what's going on here and to, you know, maybe, maybe you're not getting anything out of service, but maybe one little thing that I say today, you know, this mud vessel right here, maybe it's going to quicken something in you that you'll take for the rest of the day and think about. And it's like our times together have to be held precious or else they're not going to, it's, it's just going to disappear, you know? So that's a little free thing to throw in there. Um, Matthew 16, a couple things to look at here. Um, Matthew 16, verse 24. Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. 
For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And that's the, that's the whole thing. It's just like if, if, we have, if we have our perspective is, is just dialed into the now and this, you know, this 70 or 80 or 95 years that we have on this life, if that's all we see, you know, it's, it's easy to trade off and, you know, but if, if we see that our soul is eternal, what will you give in exchange for your eternal soul? Right. That's where the great, the, the great buy-off has to be. Yeah. You know, I put, the, I put the importance where it needs to be in, in my soul. Um, the spirit of the age, we're, we're going to look over in Numbers. I'm not going to be that long this morning. We'll look over in, in Numbers 13 for a minute. But uh, there's such a war on right now with, with our kids and... Um, you know, we'll see this a little bit here, but it's one thing when when evil is sort of uh, you know winked at and turned away from and just not not addressed. But when evil is actively pushed on people, that's perverse. Yes, it is. And what we're seeing, I mean. You don't have to look real far, but what we're seeing in, this, in the school system and this stuff these days are what is being pushed on the kids, little kids, like five and six-year-olds, the literature they're being given and the, the, the perversion that's being pushed on that generation. It is just, it's astounding that just, you know, you can choose your whatever and choose how you want to, how you associate and choose how you identify I mean, I was, when John Berge was here a couple weeks ago, there's a couple schools down there close to where he is that they put, um, they put litter boxes in the bathrooms at the schools for those who identify as cats to use. I mean, can you believe, it's just, it's just perversion. But that stuff is not, and then, and then you know, the, the parent, the student, the teachers, this, this whole agenda is being pushed on kids. And the student, the teachers aren't obligated or they, they don't tell the parents what's going on. And what's, and it's just, but if they can get the kids thinking that this is natural, this is, oh, this is, this is 2022. This is just how things are these days. You know, eventually all us old guys are going to die off. And that when you start having a perspective long enough, it becomes truth and it becomes, you know, the normal. Exactly. But it's like there's such a war on, and it's it's you know the the the, the scriptures of Revelations where it says that the, the forces are just released on the earth to devour, and that's happening right now. And I'm so I'm so <coughs> glad that my kids had a place to gr to grow up and be taught in in, in the principles that we hold true here, because it's not like that any, everywhere. And it is it's just the level of perversion we're dealing with is just it's just mind boggling. And it's like, again, that song, you have power over death and darkness. God, how long will you let this go on before you show your power, show your might, and destroy us? Um, but we're, our intention has to be to please God and, and to serve Him. Let's look over here, and, and uh, I said numbers. I'm going to do Deuteronomy, so I'm not going to do it there. So this has been brought up a couple times over the last couple months. But this is, you know, the spies went to Canaan. And uh, the different perspectives here are just what well, we have to be careful of ourselves. They departed, this verse, 
Numbers 13, 26. They departed, came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness. They brought back word to them in all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell there, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and all these people. And all, you know, working up. We can't do this. And this verse 30 says, Caleb quieted the people before Moses. It's really important sometimes to be quieted in your head of all the bad reports and all the evil and all the evidence that comes up against you to say why this cannot be done. You got to quiet yourself. It says he quieted him and he said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able. Isn't that a 180 degree difference from what the other report? We have to have the right perspective that God is well able to pull this thing off that He started. And if you, you don't have to turn there, but over in, in Joshua uh, 14, um, this is when, or, uh, let me see. So we know the story. I mean, so all the people, if you, all the people that were uh, down to 20 years old died. And so Joshua and Caleb were 40. That's a pretty good gap between 40 and 20. And then when they get old, when, when it comes down to here, he said, you know, give me this mountain so I can overtake it. He said, my, um, I was, I'll just read this to you. I was 40 years old and Moses, the servant of the Lord, said, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. As it was in my heart. That's, that's the key verse right there. But if you, if you think, that's a pretty good gap from, so who's, who's 80 here? I'm not looking. So from, so John's 80. And then who's 60? There's 60. Okay, there's, there, I mean, the kids think that, it, well, I mean, once the kids think that everybody over, what, 30? Or maybe it's 40 now is old. But, but yeah, he's, he, he, raised, he raised his hand. <laughs> but if you think about these oh okay so okay so that's he's kind of a tweener there in, uh, okay, in my little example but if you think about these millions of people and none of them are over 60 because all the, you know all that gap died and then there's these two 80 year old guys that are still going strong that's a pretty good example of, you know, as was in my heart, I wholly followed the Lord. I don't want to be part of that generation that says, that's wiped out and yeah. just yeah. thrown off to the side. You know, you guys are going to have to wait a while. You know, we're going to deal with the old guys here and the young ones that are coming up. I want to be part of the generation that says, I, be I believe, Lord, I believe that you are well able to take me into this land. Yes, I see the giants. Yes, I see the problems. Yes, I see all the reasons that I shouldn't be able to do this. But God, I am, I'm going to commit myself. I'm going, to, I'm going to consider 
for me personally, I'm going to consider that what's coming is worth more to me than what I could have right now if I decide to take my own way. And that's got to be something personal for each one of us. I consider that the sufferings of this present age are not worthy to be compared with what's ahead. You know, there's, there's a lot of needs in here. Some that we all know about and some that we don't know about. And there's stuff going on behind the scenes that God has to move in. And it comes down to each one of us to say, God, I see the problems. I see the difficulties. I see all the reasons why, you know, this shouldn't work out. But I'm, I'm putting my trust in you. I'm putting my faith in you. Because you're the only one that can make this right. You're the only one that can finish this work. You're the only one that can heal this situation. You're the only one that can change my mind. I mean, man, isn't that a, wouldn't that be a miracle? If I could change my way of thinking, that's one of the biggest miracles. God, you're the only one that can do that. Lord, I believe, I, I, I trust that you have my good in mind. All things work together for good to those that love God. You know, maybe the good isn't what I think it should be. But when I consider that all that, all the stuff that I see on this plane is not worthy to be, be compared, that's when the good is going to shine. The good, the real good that God has, has in mind. It doesn't look like I want it to sometimes. Sometimes it's totally different. But if I intend, if I keep my intention in the right place, you know, we're going to fall, or that, that war that's going on in here, the things that I don't want to do, that's what I'm doing, and the things I do want to do, it's, but if I, if, if I get up in the morning, it's God, my desire is toward you. Give, make, make, change my, my mind so that I, I love you. I love your work. I'm not fighting against it. That's what's going to keep us on the path. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, I look around on a day like this, I thought I told you to stay put here. I need you. I'll lean on you. I'm an old guy. You were talking about it. I haven't had my coffee. Okay, well, I <laughs> tough it out. Go to the cross, brother. Uh, one of the, you know, I've watched this man, and I'm not, I'll say some nice things. But he knows, and you know as well as I do, that when we've been complimented or when we're uh, in the strength of Christ, there was an, uh, an attention here that hasn't been here for a while for one major reason, the cross. Because as uh, you, know, you were put out there in whatever pasture you were, and uh, you're a sheep, the kind of sheep you are is you want to be where you want to be. And I found out that, that, that I've recently discovered I'm there too. I want to be where I want to be. And because you died out there and your countenance changed, how many, and, I mean, the workers, I looked around at the people who know what's going on and are out there and don't necessarily, they aren't thrilled with what they're doing, but they know that it has purpose and meaning. It's not final, and we have to balance that thing, whatever, you know, and that's a tough word. But thank you for getting a hold of where you were and then being able 
because the only people that are going to deliver this message are the people that are in Christ and are have died and then they're speaking about, about what they're dying about and we've got many who are surfacing here in that but uh, thank you and we bless you and strengthen you this day and not just you but so many out there who get up early I'm here I see them go and uh, how many how long has this been going on Ben yeah, and before the Lord, I, I mean, how many times have I hit the stopwatch and say, can we, can we end it? You know, there's certain, we didn't come up here, you know, to absolutely uh, engage ourselves in the business affairs of this world. We've done it and God has helped us and we've done well. God help us to see this the way he wants us to see it. And even sacrifice to pull back so that we don't burn individuals out in what they're doing. I mean, even, and I'm, I'm going to close here. This has been too good to waste with a lot of verbiage. But when some of the ministry uh, who are out working uh, couldn't take their families, we, we made arrangements. We bought uh, trailers. Well, I, don't, I hope that was good, a little... Uh, motor homes and they pull them out there so their wives could be there for a, for a few weeks. You can't do that at Pogo. You can't do that out at the base. You know, it'd be good to have, you know, your wife out there serving your coffee at lunch and your kids come out once in a while. And uh, we, ought, we ought to petition the guy out there. I know somebody. <laughs> but, but there are things that God calls us to and you were you didn't like it. I saw you. There were, you were, you've got plenty of fire in you. Uh, and I, I know that because I, I know the, the young ladies that have come forth out of your family. <laughs> you know, I'm going to read this and we're going to close. Because we were brought out here for meaning and purpose. And there's nobody on the face of the planet that is in any aspect of purpose that has significance beyond what you're doing because you were born of God and are walking as Christ. You're living as Christ. If you're not, you're not growing. You're not. You're here. Uh, in a kind of a religious institution and we got a little of this and we got a little of that. This is not the final thing and it isn't necessary. It's a way. Everything you see is going to be dismantled. Let me, let me read this to you. And I, I did before, but... Um, o thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. That's good. There's a conclusion to flesh. There's a conclusion to the cross and the circumstance and the thing that we're in. It'll end. <laughs> Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, here's what this 
<laughs> the Son of God said, Iniquities prevail against me, as for our transgression, thou shalt purge them away. And there was a purging away to some degree, if you will. You stayed out there for a long time, and you stayed and stayed. And after a while, you said, well, I'm, I don't know how you saw it. I don't know what went on. But you had to negotiate your peace with God. You didn't get it, you know, out of uh, because you're smart and, uh, and are gifted with the word. You got it because you negotiated with God about what you didn't like. And that's true of every one of you. And at this point, this word you've heard today came from a man who's done some dying for quite a while. It irritated me. And I think I was wrong. I had a piece of right because there comes a time because anywhere you are, you can live for Christ. My little friend, uh, who happens to be, you know, just released from jail, he'll give you a testimony sometime that God was with him. I want him to do that. He's very young, and he'd just been released from seven years in prison. And uh, he knows what it means to die to his way, being caged. But take this home with you today. Take this part home. Blessed are you, put your name there, who God chooses and causes to approach unto him. You wouldn't have done it. You'd have been out making money. You'd have been out uh, changing wives. You'd have been out partying, out in the, in the hellhole of the natural man. I would have been there. God help us to appreciate the fact that God chose you. You weren't looking for him. Yeah. And some of you, I, I ate more for the children that were born in this and had to go through some of the stuff that's happened. But uh, God help us to appreciate the fact that God is not going to leave us. I was reading about Solomon today. My goodness. I think Solomon even finally got the blessing of God. I mean the true blessing rather than all the ladies, all the gold, all the glory. Bow your heads. Come up, um, will you lead and close? Lead. Would you just lead us close in prayer? Before? Lord, we do thank you that even as you bring us to the promised land, even as you bring us to the borders, Lord, you give us entrance. Lord, that you have given us entrance. Lord, you've given us entrance into that land. You've given us into entrance into your heart. You've given us entrance into every weapon. Lord, you've given us entrance. Lord, into your power and your life. Lord, we just pray your blessing on each one here as we go forth this week that we can be clothed in Christ, that we can be filled with faith, hope, 
and your love. We give you thanks and ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you.